Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's show is all about big data. Big data represents a problem for individuals and an incredible opportunity for business to analyze the market and make meaningful business decisions based on that analysis. But first, let's distinguish what we mean by big data. Let's start with the most simple data to analyze. It's highly structured data and it resides in databases. An airline reservation system is a great example of highly structured data. There's a single database record containing all the pertinent information, such as the name of the passenger, the routing, the date, the ticket number, the fare class, the ticket price, and so on. Mining a database for information uses software technology that's been around since the 1970s. That's nothing new. Big data, on the other hand, is not structured data. It doesn't reside in any database, and it's not easily searched. Over the last decade, a number of companies in Silicon Valley and elsewhere have been developing tools to make it easier to analyze that kind of unstructured data and mine it for information. The technologies have been under development for close to a decade, and we're now starting to see fairly sophisticated business analysis tools coming on the market that can be used for analyzing a wide range of information. In many cases, big data involves connecting together information from multiple disparate sources that were never connected together originally. These tools can be used for legitimate purposes, or they can be used to invade people's privacy. The software has no moral compass. It has no ability to make ethical decisions. That responsibility lies in the hands of the user. Imagine if you were searching through, say, some real estate listings on an app on your smartphone. Now, since your smartphone is capable of tracking location information, it might be useful for the listing agent to know whether you had visited the property that you're interested in or not. If the agent knew, for example, that you had visited a property 10 times, that information would be very useful in a negotiation compared with, let's say, you had only searched for that particular property from your office at home. You can infer something about the person's level of engagement based on whether they visited the property or not. Yahoo recently has come under fire for scanning personal emails for over 200 million email account holders and using that information to provide targeted advertising to the users of their mail system. This is a practice that Google discontinued about a year ago, and Microsoft has said it never used email data for advertising. The U.S. tech industry has largely declared off-limits to scan emails for information to sell to advertisers, but Yahoo still sees the practice as a potential goldmine. It's well understood that browser history has been mined for advertising for quite some time. Now, Facebook has been connecting location information to every single message sent in Facebook Messenger. Now, they claim to have discontinued this practice in 2015, but remember, they themselves still have access to that information even if that information isn't being transmitted to the end user. All kinds of applications, including gaming apps, are selling location information to third parties. I'll give you some examples of things that I consider to be a little problematic. Venmo is a very popular payments processing application. It's a part payment software, part social media. It enables you to share, for example, a dinner bill at a restaurant with your friends who happen to be with you for dinner. The problem is that your payment history and your location information is available for anyone to harvest. A recent study by the FTC showed that almost all of the top 100 Apple and Android apps share an extraordinary amount of data with third parties. There's an iOS game called Fruit Ninja. Did you know that this app sends medically related search terms to Amazon? 
and then it sends your username, name, and email address to Apple, and your location information to Ziggy.com and BeInto.com. Now, I don't play that game, but if I did, I don't think I would want that information being sent out to third parties. Yahoo even scans your email. They scan your email for receipts in your inbox, and those receipts are actual proof that an ad campaign convinced you to buy a product. I don't know about you, but that feels to me like an invasion of privacy. Big Data is used to determine what percentage of season ticket holders for the Oakland Raiders own pickup trucks. They can also figure out which ones have a commercial credit card at Home Depot or Lowe's. They even know if the season ticket holder owns a Harley-Davidson. Your digital footprint is so much larger than you think it to be. While you may not have told your sports team what you drive, they have the ability to figure it out. And I can tell you with confidence this is happening because I come from the world of technology companies. I talk with software developers who develop these applications. Europe has been at the forefront of increasing user privacy with a range of new regulations, and these regulations are designed to make it much more difficult for marketing firms to use information without your explicit consent. As a business person, as an entrepreneur, I want you to have access to the best business tools at your disposal, and big data analytics can help you uncover very valuable information that can improve your business. But as a private citizen, my recommendation is that you take 20 minutes tonight and review all of the privacy settings in your smartphone and turn off many of the ones that are sharing information that is not essential to the operation of that particular application. In the meantime, as you're thinking about this, take some steps to reduce your digital footprint. Have a spectacular day. Make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.